This is Laura Lummer, the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach. I'm a healthy lifestyle coach, a clinical Ayurveda specialist, a personal trainer, and I'm also a breast cancer survivor. In this podcast, we talk about healthy thinking and mindfulness practices, eating well, moving your body for health and longevity, and we'll also hear from other breast cancer survivors who have re-engaged with life and have incredible stories to share. This podcast is your go-to resource for getting back to life after breast cancer. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Lummer. I'm super happy that you have joined me today. Welcome, welcome to the show. And if you are a regular listener, thank you so much for coming back. Thank you so much for all the support for this show, for the ongoing reviews and ratings and taking the time to show your support. I appreciate that so much. And if you're a brand new listener, I hope you really love the show and I've got some great stuff for you. Before we dig into today's topic, I just want to remind you that at the time of this recording, we have a five-day sugar challenge coming up. It begins on Monday, June 22nd. And I want to take just a minute to talk about this challenge because it actually leads right into the topic for today's show. So when you hear the word challenge, it sounds like you're going to have to do something really hard. And in this case, you probably think you're going to have to go for a week without sugar, but that's not the case at all. This challenge is designed for you to examine the way you think about eating sugary foods so that you can see how your brain and your impulses are directing you, and then you can make conscious decisions to create different behaviors that serve you better. So I have the unique background that I feel very fortunate to have of being both a coach and a trainer. So when I have my trainer hat on, I get to tell people what to do, right? If you go to a trainer That's what you want, right? You want someone to tell you what to do. You want them to train you to do a specific thing effectively and you don't want to have to think about it. But when I have my coach hat on, I get to guide you to get to know yourself better. I get to empower you to make choices that serve you better in your life. I get to shine a light on the fact that you do have control over what really counts and that is how you choose to think and to interact with the world around you. And I love that because it's like the old parable of either giving a man a fish or teaching a man to fish. Teaching someone to see how changing their thoughts will change their life is an honor. Telling someone not to eat sugar for five days, well, that's only going to end in a cheesecake binge. Let's just own that right now, ladies. Deprivation is never the long-term solution to anything. So if you want to check out five days of coaching to help you get a better understanding of what drives you to make the choices you make around sugar, and by the way, I didn't mention this, but it is a completely free challenge. Yeah, there's no cost. And you'll even get to win some prizes because because I love prizes. And what's a challenge without prizes, right? So if you're interested in joining the five-day sugar challenge beginning on June 22nd, just go to the breastcancerrecoverycoach.com forward slash sugar, and I'll send you everything you need to get prepared 
on Friday, June 20th by 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And then we'll dig into the challenge on Monday, June 22nd. I'm super excited about that. So what does any of that have to do with today's show? Well, it has everything to do because it's all about change and change is all about mindset. So whether you're resisting changing your diet, changing your career, addressing relationship issues, or accepting the changes that breast cancer has forced on you, or just waking up an hour earlier to get some exercise, the resistance that you feel when it comes to making change comes from your own brain. So let's dig into that topic for today. Why is change so hard? And that's not only why it's difficult to create change, but also why it's difficult to accept change. Because some change we instigate, right? We want change. In a sugar challenge, we want to eat less sugar, so we're instigating that change. And other changes are forced on us. Things in our life change. We get cancer. People have different behaviors around us. And those changes maybe impact our life and they're forced on us. So let's just start this off by saying that our brains have a mind of their own. We as humans underestimate the power of our brains. We seriously underestimate it. Our brains are so amazing. They process different things in different places and our brains take an incredible amount of information and thoughts on a daily basis and then process them. And what they love to do is maintain a status quo. Yeah. When I work with people on meditation or if you've ever studied meditation, you may have heard your teacher say, be the observer. Allow your mind to see what your thoughts are, notice what's happening in your brain, and then make a conscious choice not to get caught up in the certain thought patterns that you notice. That's how we override the automatic processes that drive our brains, and that's what we refer to as training our brain. That's also why you'll hear me say, probably a lot, That's just a story you're telling yourself. Our minds go off on these crazy tangents and they make up stories and dramas and worst case scenarios. And we have to choose to see that for what it is. And most of the time, it's a make-believe story that our brain is telling us. We have to decide to tell ourselves a different story so we can get our brain on board to work with us rather than working against us. So let me give you an example. One of the first things that pops into my mind is all the work we have to do as survivors around the idea of going back to normal. Or better stated, it's actually not going back to normal. So what is that really about? Well, our bodies are programmed to maintain a steady state of existence. Our body temperature, our heart rate, our blood pH, so many things are regulated by our body to stay within a certain range, and that's called homeostasis. Homeostasis is a great thing when it supports our well-being and sustains our life, but it can also be a real fun sucker when we want to behave in a different way than we're used to or 
we don't want to change, but we're being forced to. It can cause us to feel like there's a six-year-old stomping her foot inside of us and resisting every little desire that we have to change or every forced change that is being pressed upon us. And that's not a good feeling, right? But that's how strong our natural tendency toward inertia is. Our natural tendency not to change. Why move if you don't have to? Why cook if you don't have to? Why change eating habits if you don't have to? And what the heck is this cancer thing that's making me change when I don't want to? All of this resistance to change, this drive to remain the same and follow the automatic programming that you have conditioned yourself for is happening in what is called the primitive part of your brain. This is the part of your brain that says, don't change things up on me. I like my habits. I like my automatic behaviors. They don't require a lot of energy or a lot of extra thinking. And I don't want to throw a wrench in that, right? The old don't rock the boat. We even do this when it comes to our food. Think about this. When you grocery shop, there are certain things that are always on your list besides toilet paper and laundry soap, those kinds of staples. For instance, my husband, every week, he gets heavy cream, a package of chicken thighs, and a pound of ground beef. Now, he makes them in different ways all the time, but those are his go-to foods. I have my own as well. I always get Dunkin' Donuts whole bean coffee. That's always got to be in the house. Tomatoes, English cucumbers, jasmine rice, and a bag of some kind of dried beans. I always have those on hand. And I bet you do the same thing. You have those foods that you like, that you're familiar with, and that bring you comfort. You have relationships that you're comfortable with. They're familiar. And maybe you like them, or maybe you don't. But they've been around for so long that you keep them the way they are because... Too many other things would have to change if you changed those relationships. We have all kinds of routines that are comfortable and familiar. And even if you think about wanting to change them, your brain will convince you that it's better to stay this way than to try out something you don't know. Right? The devil that you know is better than the devil that you don't. Now, I've been there. I've lived in miserable situations dictated by social and religious values, burdened by judgments, or I guess I should say by the judgments I believed would be put on me if I moved forward with the changes I wanted in my life. And then I've been through cancer, like you, forced to deal with change that life was throwing at me even when I didn't want it. And you know Why getting past that is harder than just going with the flow? Because taking conscious action requires focus and energy. And one of the last things we want to do after going through breast cancer is to take on more things that require effort and conscious decision-making energy. I mean, come on. We are tired This shit was hard. And when do you get a friggin' break? 
well, when did you ever get a break? When did life ever just flow exactly as you wanted it to without any effort and everything was actually perfect? I'm pretty sure that was never, like never, ever. And you know how I know that? Because I'm 56 years old. I've had four kids, three marriages, cancer. I've lost loved ones. I've been laid off. I've earned degrees. I've bought and sold homes. I've made and lost friends. It's all work. It all requires grit, resilience, and the ability to consciously change. It requires letting go of the resistance to stay the same and allow the flow of transformation into your life, even when it's uncomfortable. There's a quote that I love from Steve Chandler. He's the author of Reinventing Yourself. And he says, the comfort zone is a place to rest, not to live. And that's so true. You know, pretty much as soon as I was done with breast cancer treatment, I was on fire to live again, right? Did you you feel that? You just want to live. You want to feel alive. I wanted to become a mentor at the hospital near me because a mentor had helped me so much. I wanted to run obstacle course races. I wanted to go back to college, get a new degree, and start a business that would change my life and the life of other survivors. And three years later, I was freaking tired. And I mean, I was really tired. I needed a break from all the conscious effort, from all the change. And I gave myself permission to take three months off. I wanted three months to sleep in, to spend time with my granddaughter, to have weekends free, to binge on movies, to do day drinking if that's what I felt like. I just wanted comfort. I needed easy for a little while. And that's okay. Sometimes we need that. But we also have to recognize that easy doesn't change things. Comfort does not spur growth. And it doesn't pay student loans. So after three months, I needed to get back on track because I was in the process of reinventing myself, of creating a new and different life. I'd been through cancer, and it showed me that life was too short to sit on my butt and accept automatic behaviors and comfort as a way of living. So let's talk about the steps to moving forward, to creating and or accepting change, and then to owning your decisions and creating the life and the health that you actually want. So step one is really an honest assessment of where you're at. As I've talked about before on this podcast, depression is a common experience after breast cancer treatment. In a 2008 study in the Journal of Asian Pacific Cancer Prevention, it was reported that nearly 70% of the women studied suffered from some form of depression. So you need to understand where you're at. Are you feeling stuck? Are you feeling directionless? Or do you have depression? If you have any reason to think that you may be suffering from clinical depression, please reach out to a physician for help. It is a very real thing and you are not alone. Okay? Now, if you're feeling stuck, unsure, or lost, getting a coach or an emotional health professional to help you find your way and discover for yourself what's holding you back can be a great step to moving forward, not only for the clarity that it brings, 
but for the accountability that it provides. So I have both a business coach and a mindset coach for myself. And I think of those as investments in myself. There's a saying in the coaching industry that a coach who isn't willing to be coached is like a doctor who isn't willing to go to the doctor. Seeking an outside source of input and accountability is an excellent way to deal with or to create change. Another step is planning. Now you may think that sounds simplistic, but trust me, when you take the time to plan the change that you want to see, so much stuff comes up. You get to see what you're willing to do and what you're fighting. And then you get to examine why you're doing that. Now, I don't think I've even talked about it on the podcast yet, but I have a membership program that's called Empower. And it's only open to women who have completed my Revivify program and who want to keep moving forward with coaching and their own life transformation. So this past month in my Empower membership, we focused on time blocking, planning out all of your time each week for a month. And the revelations that come up when you go through that process are really quite remarkable. In just taking the time to look at a calendar and write what's important to you, to block out time for doing nothing or for self-reflection or to look at why you aren't willing to create white space in your days or to set aside time to work on relationships. All of that brings a lot of awareness to the surface. It helps you see the gap between the change you say you want and the effort you're willing to put into creating it. Planning in and of itself throws a wrench into these automatic behaviors, this inertia, this habitual action by creating intentional behaviors. And I'm not saying that it's easy because it isn't. Even as I'm creating this podcast, it's late at night, I'm tired, my husband is warm and cozy sleeping in bed, which is where I want to be, but this is the only time I have in the day to do this. And I'm not going to show up and tell my coach that I didn't get my podcast out this week. I planned it, I wrote it, I committed to this time, and although it's uncomfortable to not be doing what I want to be doing, it's also a part of the change I'm creating in my life, and in all honesty, it's, it's clearly a labor of love. But even so, that doesn't make it easy. But even when it's not easy, conscious and deliberate actions help to override what you may be lacking in motivation as you consistently make the conscious and often more difficult choice that moves you toward the change you're seeking. These choices begin to become automatic the more frequently that you make them until you find it difficult to understand how you ever lived any other way. I want to share an excerpt from the book Reinventing Yourself that I referred to a few minutes ago. This is the story of a man who had a serious injury that resulted in him being partially paralyzed. He worked tirelessly to overcome his injury, and he went on to achieve some pretty amazing physical accomplishments. And in his interview in this book, he says, and I quote, If you focus on the pain and think of nothing but the pain, you'll get nowhere. You have to accept the pain for what it is and then focus completely on what you want. The more you focus on what you want, 
the less the pain matters. I love that because I learned firsthand, just like you have, that focusing on the pain, focusing on what went wrong, and why it's unfair or messed up, it gets you nowhere. It's when you're ready to accept that some things just suck and some things do, but you can deal with them and you can still create the life you want. That's when everything starts to change. So if you're ready for that and you want to be part of a community of other like-minded survivors who are ready for it too, come and join us in the Breast Cancer Recovery Group on Facebook or Go to thebreastcancerrecoverycoach.com forward slash sugar and join the free five-day challenge that begins on June 22nd, 2020. Start taking the steps to see what's happening in your brain and to make the changes that you need to create the life you want. And I would love, 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 love to get to be a part of coaching you through that process. So you can find me on Facebook as Laura Lummer, on Instagram as the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach. And I hope that you do, and I hope that you start considering what are the changes you want to make in your life, and how is your brain holding you back from that, making these conscious decisions and resisting change, and what are the steps you can take to overcome that and start moving forward in your recovery. Think about those things. Come and find me on Facebook. Join the challenge, thebreastcancerrecoverycoach.com forward slash sugar. And I would love to see you there. And until then, I will talk to you again next week. You've put your courage to the test. Laid all your doubts to rest. Your mind is clearer than before. Your heart is full and wanting more. Your future's at the door. Give it all you got. No hesitating. You've been waiting all your life. This is your moment.